always for joining me on a Saturday evening. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. All right, we are now live. I'm gonna mute myself now. Welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to story time. Uh, another another round of story time for us uh, in, in the month of April. Uh, I hope uh, hope everyone's doing well on this rainy Saturday. Uh, you know, it wasn't a wasn't a great day to really go and play outside, but it was a great day to stay in and maybe watch some Netflix or take a nap or rest or maybe even have some family games going on. So I hope that you all were able to take advantage of whatever downtime that you had today um, and welcome though and uh, man, feel free to tell me how you're feeling on this on this rainy Saturday I know rain can sometimes bring down our spirits but I hope that I hope that we're upbeat and uh, full of some energy tonight if it's been a long week for you then uh, man I hope that I hope that I'm able to bring uh, bring some lift to you and some support and hopefully some encouragement guys um, for uh, for tonight. So yeah, man, uh, man tell me tell me how uh, how your week's going. Tell me how you're feeling tonight. Um, and uh, man, welcome welcome again to to story time. Um, I'm so excited to have everybody here and uh, to be back on again. And uh, we're gonna have a really awesome story planned for tonight. And uh, just a really good time in general. You guys, you guys deliver the excitement every time, and I enjoy reading your comments and seeing what everybody's posted and and put on um, uh, put on the uh, the video. Uh, man, it's 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 a really really good time. And so, man, please, you know, feel free, feel free, bring it on, and um, and uh, yeah, tell me tell me how you're feeling uh, this evening, and hopefully how hopefully having a good week as well. And so, uh, yeah, I got to tell you guys, I had a good a good night uh, last night because I got to watch another Marvel movie, another superhero movie. Taylor and I are trying to work our way through the Marvel movies again. And so that's how we spent our uh, night last night and um, probably how we'll spend some uh, rainy day uh, to this evening. Oh, hey, hey, Sister Jessica. Good to see you. And Majesty, if you were there, good to good to see you all here. Majesty, congratulations again, too. I haven't gotten a chance to wish you this because I know I missed you that Sunday because of uh, my uh, wedding that Sunday. But, man, I just want to tell you congratulations on your baptism and uh, being a part of this awesome family here at the church. I'm really excited for you. I'm excited for your relationship with God. Hey, Miss Tucker, uh, good to see you here, too. And uh, and for Brooklyn, if uh, uh, Brooklyn, if she's there with uh, Journey and and uh, Layla as well, um, good to see you, girls. I hope that y'all are doing well. Hopefully, having a good good Saturday evening, a good time. Matthew, Cedric, Mayla, what's up, guys? 
So good. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it really is good to see you all's names come up on the screen. I have, I have missed you. I have missed you all a lot. I miss seeing you on Thursday nights and I love you guys. I really do miss you and I hope to see you very, very soon. Oh, okay. So we got majesty, baby brother, Jeremiah, nephew, Achilles. Okay. What a name. That's a, that's a beautiful name, bro. I love it. Very wonderful name. Oh, hey, Miss Marshall. Good to see you all. Good to see you. Man, you got Miss Joan here too. Wonderful. So man, we got we got a packed house and I hope you guys I hope you all are doing well. Man, drop an emoji. Tell me how you're feeling this evening. Zandria, okay. Guess Ocean, I think, as well, maybe with us. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. To see you guys. I, I hope you know, like this is this is how I'm getting my excitement right now during this time. When I see your name, it just it brings me so much joy. I can see your faces when I when I see your name, and it's definitely not the same as seeing you guys in person, giving y'all a high five or knuckle punch, and you know doing uh you know going through the Bible or you know talking uh, talking with you guys just about life or about anything and um, or just what you've been doing in school. Uh, man, this is definitely different for us, but man, this is this is how I'm getting some of my some of my joy here, and so it's it's it really is so good to see everyone, um, guys. Man, my. My first question, there's mom. Hey, mom. Uh, my first question for us tonight, guys, uh, just to get us started, just a little, a little question to, to maybe get some excitement going. I want you guys to know, I want you guys to think about a cartoon character that you wish was real, that you wish was real. So a cartoon character that maybe you wish was real, that could be your best, that could become your best friend, maybe one that you could see in real life and, you know, you could see them do their thing. If it's Bugs Bunny, you're seeing Bugs Bunny in the road hopping around and doing his thing. Oh man, if it's if it's like a if it's a superhero or something from a, a from an animated movie, maybe you're seeing them do their thing and save crime and save the day. You know, whatever cartoon character it is that you can think about. Maybe it's SpongeBob. You you see maybe when you're taking a bath in the bathtub, you see SpongeBob and Bikini Bottom chilling there. You know, whatever it may be, I, I want you to think about that cartoon character and one that you wish was real. One that you wish was real. I have given this some thought, and I'm not sure exactly who I would pick because there are a lot of them that I really do enjoy. There are a lot of cartoons. See, you guys don't, I mean, I love my cartoons. I really do. Oh, I mean, I always like Scooby-Doo. I'm a big dog guy. So I feel like having Scooby-Doo as real would be good. So we got Dora. Look at that. Dora the Explorer. That'd be a good one. Dora just going on her trips, doing her thing in real life. Dora. Dora is awesome. I used to watch Dora all the time. That's a, that's a, that's, that's a really good one. We leave Swiper out. Yeah, man, he's just he's he he's a he's he's a little he's a little crazy. There we go, Dora. I like that. That's a good one. I'm I'm thinking mine would be Scooby Doo. I'm thinking mine would be Scooby Doo because I think it'd be nice. Because I I want I I love dogs, guys, and I want a dog um, real soon. So I think um, I think having Scooby Doo would be would be nice. Star the verse of uh, versus the forces of evil. Okay. Very cool. Now that's got to be from a Netflix show or something, I think. And if that's Brooklyn, I think it, man, Brooklyn, you got to tell me which, uh, what Netflix show we got going on there because I, I want to know this. I feel like I've heard you mention Star before. That's a good one, though. 
I like that. See, I, I like ones that you guys are giving me that are new too, because I, I, I'm, I'm out of the cartoon world a little bit now. I still watch cartoons sometimes. Don't get me wrong, because they are amazing, and it brings out the it brings out the little kid in me. Yeah, what's what cartoon character you wish was real? And if you're like, and if you're like me and the way I was, Saturday morning was a good time to watch cartoons, right? So maybe you watched it today. SpongeBob, SpongeBob, okay. SpongeBob for sister, sister Deb. Hulu, okay. Hulu's where Star is. Very cool. Yeah, I thought Sponge, SpongeBob. I thought would be a, um, a good one, and maybe uh, one that some of you guys might pick. I'm thinking Scooby Doo though. But yeah. So we have some ideas coming in. Mom said spirit. Yeah, okay. It's the horse spirit. Yeah, I remember. That's a good one. I used to have that little action figure. Little, it's a little horse. I used to have him. That was a good one. I like animals like that. Mela, Wonder Woman. See, bless you, Miss Barbara. You were typing all of them out for each of them, each one of them. See, look at that. We got some superheroes represented here. Mela said Wonder Woman. Cedric said Captain America. Matthew said Iron Man. Dude, those are some good ones, guys. I love that. I love that. Matthew, do you know? Did you know Iron Man was my favorite, bro? Iron Man is my favorite superhero. I, I love who plays him in the movies. He's just so cool. Captain America. I just that's what that's what uh, Taylor and I just watched last night. Cedric, my wife and I. That's what we just watched was Captain America and Wonder Woman. Mela, you picked a powerhouse girl right there. She is. She is a strong-willed woman. Can fight crime and fight evil. And man, she does her thing. I love that. I love that. Good for you guys. See, see, I, I like, I like where our, where our minds are going with, with these. We're thinking of some really good examples. Some really good examples here. I like that. Wonderful guys. Well, if we don't have any more, I don't know if we'll see. Uh, we'll see if some more here come in in the uh, next couple minutes or so. You know, I do that, guys. You know, we keep the fun alive, right? Even when it's raining outside and even when things are getting crazy with COVID, you know, I always love thinking about, I feel like cartoons and, you know, fun things like that are able to really just help us stop thinking about how crazy things are sometimes. Just be able to relax. Scarlet Witch. Okay. Very good. That's a good one. That's a good one. If I got any WandaVision fans out there, and I don't know if anybody's watched WandaVision, but that is a good show. And that, that is where the good old Scarlet Witch is. And she's a good, she's a good witch. Very good witch. Cool. Yes, WandaVision is so good. So good. I still have to get on Captain America and, um, or not Captain America, um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I still very much need to get on that one. I'm slacking, guys. But I will be getting on that one. I don't know if you guys are big Marvel fans on Disney Plus, but I got some very cool TV shows coming out that I think are kid appropriate. Don't hold me to that. I need to get there. And yes, I do need to catch up because those are those are some wonderful, wonderful shows. So I tell you what, guys, we're gonna uh oh Wani said Batman. Okay, Wanye, pulling out some DC there, bro. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, bro. I hope you're doing well, man. Hopefully doing well, doing your thing in college, man. I was I was just thinking about you the other day, brother. Love, Much love to you, man. Batman, I see, that's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. If we're going Marvel to DC, Batman is going to be, Batman is going to be my guy. So I love that. 
Good, guys. So we're thinking of some awesome ones here. And so I tell you what, guys, let's go ahead. Um, we're going to we're going to go ahead and get into our, our story time for tonight. And I feel like we got a good book tonight, guys, a really awesome book. It's going to be a little bit different than the ones I've read in the past. Um, and here. So here it is. Here. Here is the title of it. It is The School is Not White, a true story of the civil rights movement. If you can keep that keep that title up there. Uh, um, is dead for a second. So this this is one that we'll be reading tonight, guys. And this is a true story. This is based on a true story um, that is about a young family, a young family, a young African-American family that is trying to send their kids to school. And guys, we used to live in a time in America and in the United States where where black people were treated very, very poorly and still are in a lot of ways. Um, in our current in, in in just our current society right now, but they used to have it even worse, guys. Um, it like about uh, 40, 50 years ago, um, and it was it was not it was not great. Actually, 50, 60 years ago, guys. During the civil rights movement, you may have heard of you know famous people like Martin Luther King. You may have heard of um, other famous ones like Rosa Parks. Some really big, um, really big, awesome African American figures that highlighted. The civil rights movement, which is, you know, them just fighting so that that black people can be treated the same way as white people, because, guys, sadly, white people, people of, of my color would not treat black people very well back then and still sometimes do not. And so, man, it's this this book is going to be a really good one um, for us and, and it's going to be different. And if you have any questions, I want you to definitely comment. You can ask mom, um, ask mom or dad or whoever you're with, um, and then feel free to ask me as well, okay? I just really wanted to read this to you guys tonight because I think it's a beautiful example and we'll end up learning a bit more about Jesus, I think, in the process, okay? So the school is not white. A true story of the civil rights movement. We start out on our first page, guys where he says, this is a true story, or no, excuse me, about an American family in 1965. And so Matthew and May Bertha Carter are their names. And Matthew and May Bertha Carter, guys, they have um, seven children, seven children that, that go and they attend all black schools. So guys, back then they used to separate. If you were black, you would go to one school. If you were white, you would go to another. And this family, the Carters, Man, they had their kids go to an all-black school, and now once once the um the justice system in America once they ruled that black and white schools could mix, it took several years still after that for them to be able to go to school together. And now, isn't that crazy? I can't imagine not going to the same school, guys, as some of the some of my black friends that I have because some of them are some of my very good friends that I still have today. And I can't imagine not having that experience, but that is the way some of these kids grew up. And so this family had a choice to send their children to an all white school when things changed. They expected other black families that, that would also send their children to a white school as well. And so they wanted to unite these schools because that's how it's meant to be, right? White and black should be able to live together, all of us, White, black, Hispanic, Asian, we should be able to live together. But sadly, that wasn't always the case, guys. So this is where our story starts. 
it, our story starts by saying Ruth was only 16. Ruth was one of the children, guys, but she felt tired. She felt tired of the hand-me-down readers, the broken-down school bus, and the patched school roof in the library that had no books. She wanted to go to the white school where everything was crisp and new. Ruth did not want to end up picking cotton like mama and papa. Neither did her sisters and brothers. Her parents agreed. May, May Bertha and Matthew Carter knew a good education would get their children out of the cotton fields. So they signed the papers for them to go to the all-white school. As they were going to go to the all-white school. Now, all-white school, they were normally given more, more books, more funding. They were given a lot more by the government because they were treated as being, as being greater than the all-black schools, which we know is horrible. That's not okay. But, and so that's why, man, Ruth, one of the kids, she wanted to go to the white school because they had some really awesome stuff, better desk, better materials, better everything. And they should have gotten that um, themselves, but they didn't. And so she's longing to go to that. And so the story continues. May Bertha, she heard the blaring horn long before she saw the pickup truck. It's starting, Matthew said softly. Matthew was her husband. It was the plantation overseer. They knew he had come to order them not to send their children to the white school. I'll help you withdraw them, the man said. Don't need any help, answered Matthew. So guys, man, people were sadly really upset when they wanted to start going to the white school. There were white people and white families that were really angry that these black families wanted to send their children to all white school. They didn't want their white kids, their white sons and daughters to go to school with black um, black kids, which is which is wrong. It's really hateful. It's really wrong and hateful and very, dis very, um, very hateful guys to to not love somebody because of the color of their skin. And that is the way this man that is coming to Matthew, Ruth's dad, is acting. Now, May Bertha, the mom, she smiled to herself and she lugged a chair and a record player out to the porch. She turned up the volume and placed the needle gently on a record. And President John F. Kennedy's voice blared louder than any truck horn. When Americans are sent to war, we do not ask for whites only. American students of any color should be able to attend any school they select without having to be backed up by troops. The president's words boomed as the pickup truck roared away, leaving only a trail of dust. See, May Bertha, the mom, guys, man, she was she she was good. She was good with this one because the president at that time was named his name was John F. Kennedy. And the president that time, guys, said that, man, if, if when we go out to war and we go to fight other countries and other people, if if white and black can fight alongside of each other, then, man, we need to be able to have our white and our black children into school without hatred, without violence, without anything bad taking place. And Mama May, man, she knew that. She knew that was true. Now, sadly, guys, that night, rifle shots pierced the walls and windows of their house. Matthew and May Bertha rocked their children in their arms until their trembling bodies quieted down. Matthew sat up all night, a shotgun at his side, guarding his family. We have to show others it can be done, and maybe they will stop being afraid, said pa Papa said. They knew he was right. Dear sweet Papa, who never wore overalls because they reminded him of slavery. Guys, see, 
mom, Mama May and um, Papa Matthew, man, they 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 remember what life was like in, in in times of slavery, and they they knew what that hatred was. They they have been hated before for the color of their skin. They didn't want their kids to go through the same thing. But sadly, guys, here they are. You see, people were trying to be violent with them for trying to want to go to this white school. But man, they kept on. They kept persisting because they knew that it would hopefully bring results. And so on September 3rd, 1965, Ma uh, Mama May Bertha and Papa Matthew Carter watched their seven children go off to war in a shiny yellow school bus. They were That's the war being school, guys. So four-year-old Carl, he stood along his parents and he was wishing he were old enough to go with his sisters and brothers. 16-year-old Ruth, who we met at the beginning, 15-year-old Larry, 13-year-old uh, Stanley, 12-year-old Gloria, 10-year-old Pearl, 8-year-old Beverly, 6-year-old Deborah, off to war, armed only with love. And of course, going off to war meant going off to school, guys. Sadly for them, what we're going to find out is that school for them almost was war in some ways because they were treated very badly. They were treated with hatred and with evil hearts um, and, and with the kids that they were in class with. But they kept on. They wanted they wanted this opportunity, guys. And when the bus pulled out of sight, Matthew, he went off. Papa Matthew went off to the cotton fields. Mama May Bertha, man, who rarely missed work, took to, took to her bed and prayed for God to protect her children. And guys, God protects us. And Mama May, she knows that. And she wants to pray to God for that. I love this picture here of her praying by her bedside because she cares. She cares for her children. She wants them to be safe when they're at school, in an all-white school. Now, Mama was waiting on the porch when the spanking, clean yellow bus brought them home. How did it go today? She asked the question, even though she knew the answer. You can see it on their face, guys. Look at the picture. You can see how down they look, how much of a rough day it might have been for them, their first day at the all-white school. So Mama did not have to hear the mocking laughter and the ugly words to know what had happened that day. She did not have to see the angry faces and raised fist and the spitballs at their heads and the kicking at their heels to know what had happened that day. She knew all too well that what had happened that day would happen every day as long as her children went to the white school. God, guys, look at this picture here. This picture, man, it, it really breaks my heart because you can see how scared, you know, some of the some of Mama May's children are in the midst of white classmates that are making fun of them and laughing at them all because of the color of their skin. And I, that's so frustrating, guys, that people used to and sometimes still are this way. Um, but, man, it you know, I give them so much props for staying in it and for continuing to try to get their education. So, man, this is what Mama May had to say to them. She looked into their hurt and angry eyes and she reminded them, her children, the school is not white, guys. It's brown brick. And that school belongs to you as well as it belongs to them. Mama, who left school at a third grade level, was smarter than any white teacher. See, Mama, guys, she's pretty smart. She is very smart because she knows that that school is not white. It is brown brick as well. And I love how she says that. That's really wise, guys, really smart of her because she knows that they have as much right to that school as so as the white kids do as well. 
Now the plantation owner came uh, later on and he told the family that there would be no cotton to pick and no house to live in and no credit at the plantation store unless they withdrew the children. They had expected this, but not so soon. But for the Carter family, there was no going back. News of their courage and troubles reached sympathetic ears. A southern black ministry group and a northern white church group sent money for food and clothing. A Quaker group provided a down payment for a house. Civil rights activists found them jobs, but it was still tough going. See, guys, man, people were so mean to them. They didn't want them to continue going to school with, with the white kids and, they, and the white families and some of the white kids that were that hateful. Uh, man, they wanted to do anything possible to stop them. Man, even if it meant, you know, taking away their house, taking away their way of living, whatever it took. But look at this, guys. I love that the church, the church groups, they got a black ministry group, a white church group, a Quaker group, which is another uh, Christian religious group. They all came and they helped out and this family because they, they wanted to see them get the same opportunity, equal opportunity for all. Now, sadly, every school day brought new stories and it brought more of the same. Pearl's teacher told her she smelled. Papa scrubbed her every morning, though, and washed and ironed her clothes. So when the teacher said it again, she would know it was a lie, even though the lie hurt. A white girl sometimes spoke to Deborah when no one else was around, and the principal found out and told the girl not to. Mm. Now, whenever they took a seat in the cafeteria, their classmates jumped up as if they were poison. Ruth and Stanley and Larry stopped eating lunch until Papa found out. Beverly ate alone on the gym steps or along the wall outside and watched her classmates play. Every day after school, Gloria prayed, let tomorrow be an okay day, but it never was. Still, she never thought of quitting. Guys, this one breaks my heart because Gloria, she's praying, she's praying. She really wants things to be different when she goes to school, but they haven't changed. Things have not changed. And guys, I think this almost goes to prove sometimes that God may not change our circumstances or what's going on around us, but he's going to give us the strength to represent him and to represent his love to people that need to see it. And props to Gloria, guys, for not quitting, because that's very strong and very courageous of her. Three years passed by, guys, three years passed by, and it brought more ugly words, mocking laughter, raised fist and spitballs. Carl was now in school. Remember four-year-old Carl? He's now in school. One day the loneliness choked him and his seven-year-old legs marched him out of the school all the way home. I'm not going back, mama. He crawled into bed. Mama felt his pain as if it were hers, but still she encouraged him to return for she and Matthew knew that Carl's future depended on education. As Mama May Bertha, she wrote to the teacher, she wrote to the principal, she went to the school. But no matter how many letters she wrote or how many visits she made, nothing changed. Her kids were still treated very poorly, guys. Sometimes Matthew and May Bertha's love could not stop their children's pain from exploding into hate and ugly words spilled from their children's mouths. Then Mama reminded them that people who hate cannot feel good. Love thine enemy, she quoted from the Bible. This is awesome from Mama May, guys, and it's a truth that we're going to talk about here in a second. 
because every morning, guys, for five years, the Carter children walked as straight as tree trunks down the gravel road carrying books that felt heavier than any hundred pound sack of cotton. Look at them continuing to get on the bus. Up the steps, onto the spanking clean bus where no one sat next to them past the schoolyard where no one played with them, into the school where only unfriendly eyes met theirs, down the halls, into their classrooms, ignoring the name calling and mocking laughter and raised fist and the spitballs, ignoring it but never getting used to it. Still, they stayed on, hoping to give courage to others, hoping to make the world a better place. And guys, get this, they did, because gradually what Papa said would happen did happen. Their courage gave courage to other black families and black children signed up for the white schools. The Carter children knew that their struggle had made a difference and their parents' dream of a better life for their children came true. Isn't that awesome, guys? Look, can you show that picture one last time? Oh, Miss Deb at the end there. Uh, look at that. Look how happy they are, guys. In front of the same steps that 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 they that um, I think that's little Carl right there. This and is that Carl? No, that might be Ruth. Actually, actually, that looks like that looks like uh, that looks like Ruth. Um, but man, right at the same steps that they were made fun of for going in, they're smiling. Ruth smiling, I think, with graduation on her mind because she did it. She graduated from high school and she faced everything that she had to endure, all the jokes, all the laughter, everything. And man, she ended up accomplishing something great. I'll go ahead and take that picture uh, down, Miss Dad. Now, guys, there are a couple things that stick out to me from this story, okay? And I wanted to share them with you. Now, in this story, guys, Mama May, she prayed for her children. And she kept praying and praying and praying that God would keep them safe. And God did, guys. God kept them safe and he gave them the courage to continue to go to this white school. No matter what they faced, no matter what they were going through, man, they got that strength from God. And I believe it was part of their mom's prayers that they would continue to have that. And even their own prayers, because we know Gloria prayed too. Guys, God gave them the strength. And guys, there's a very important lesson in this book because we see that these men, men, the Carter family kids, they weren't treated well. They weren't treated well for the color of their skin. They were joked about. They were joked at. They were laughed at. They were mocked. They were treated poorly. They were treated mean. And man, all they did is they were armed with love going to that school. They did nothing to those white kids, but they treated them poorly because of the color of their skin. There's nothing right about that. There's nothing right about the way that they were treated because it is wrong, guys. And I think that they teach us a very powerful lesson in their example of courage, in the Carter's family's example of courage and of love. You see, guys, Mama May, she reminds them of a Bible lesson that I think is a very powerful one and a very tough one for even myself and for anyone, guys. It's to love our enemies to love our enemies, to love the people that treat us poorly, that treat us wrongly, that that make fun of us, that that betray us, that do us wrong, that lie to us, that steal our things, that hurt us, that do violence against us, bully us. God wants us to still love them. And that is so tough, guys. That is so tough. It is so difficult. 
But Mama May, she knows it can be done. And you know what, guys? I know it can be done too. And you know why? It's because Jesus did it. Jesus was able to love his enemies. And that's why in Matthew chapter five, guys, in Jesus's sermon on the mount, man, he tells he tells his disciples and tells the people around him, man, that loving, when you love your enemy, God will bless you. When you want peace and when you seek peace as a child of God, because you guys all are children of God, all of you, all of us who love Jesus, we are all in God's family. And since we are in God's family, guys, man, this means that we are children of God. And as children of God, we want peace. We want love because those are characteristics of who our God is. Those are a part of who Jesus was and who Jesus has taught us to be. And so, guys, what I want you to know is that anytime people mock you, anytime people treat you poorly, anytime people are mean to you or bully you or do anything to you because of the color of your skin, the way you look, because of the way you act or the how funny you might talk or like or anything, because that's how I was made fun of, guys, was the way I talked and how short I was. If you're made fun of for any of that, man, guys, when you treat them, that person with love, it is so powerful because the world will tell you to fight them back or to treat them poorly back. But man, Jesus says to love them back. And when you love them back, you're going to give other people courage. You're going to give other people courage because you're going to be an example that it is possible to still show people love that are mean, that are hateful. And that love can still somehow transform people. Because I guarantee you, the more you love that person and continue to pray for them, God might end up doing something special in their lives. And that's what we want, guys. We want peace and we want love to take place. And most of all, guys, I want you to remember this. When you're made fun of for the color of your skin, man, that is that is a bunch of junk. Okay, you heard Pastor Peyton say that right now. That's a bunch of junk because, you, man, you guys are special. You guys are special and you shouldn't be made fun of. And it's so wrong if you are. But man, as black children, as black as black men and future men and women, boys and girls that are growing up in schools right now, I want you all to know that you are special. You are made in the image of God and that when God looks down and he sees you, he loves you. He loves you. He loves me. He does, God loves us all the same, white, black, Asian, Hispanic. And guys, man, when we get up to heaven one day and we get to celebrate and have a party with Jesus, we're all going to be able to worship God and we're going to have a party in heaven together, each and every one of us. And if that's the case in heaven, we might as well learn to get along together now. So guys, I hope this story, I hope this Carter family example was a powerful example to you as it was to me. Because guys, we serve a savior that was beat up, that was mocked, who was made fun of, and who was hung on a cross, who died for us, but we know didn't die, didn't stay dead. But man, he was raised to life. He overcame death. He overcame laughter. He overcame all of the mock, all of the mocking, all of the hatred, all of the evil. And guys, he returned it with love, nothing but love and forgiveness. And Jesus overcame the world. And if he can, guys, we can too. So I love you guys. I really hope that you love this story tonight. 
Um, it's, it's a different story for us, but I think it's a good one. It's a reminder of how crazy things used to be, how crazy things still are sometimes now that we have a long way to go, but we're going to get there. I do believe we're going to get there. And I hope, I hope you do too. My hope and prayer is that you guys grow up in a world that loves you for your heart and for how wonderful you guys are, because you're some great kids and it is my joy to be your youth pastor. Guys, so I want to say thank you for joining us right now. I am going to say a quick uh, prayer as we close this story time out. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on this story time, guys. We won't be back next week, but the week after on May 8th, it'll every other week, we'll be back after. Man, guys, I appreciate you all so much. It's so good to see the new faces, to see Mela, Matthew, oh man, Cedric and Majesty and your and your man, your cousin and uh, nephew Achilles there, um, Jessica, all of you all. You guys are awesome. But let's go ahead and let's pray and let's close out our story time. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for being so awesome and so wonderful, God. You love us. You care for us. And it doesn't matter the color of our skin because, God, you see us all the same. And you love us for who you've made us to be. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic. God, you you care for us all. You love us all. Jesus died for each and every one of us, God, and he has given us an example to show other people love, no matter what they do to us. Because that in that, God, we are showing you how powerful it is to be loved by you. What it means to show courage when things get tough. Help us to be an example. Help us to be children of God, knowing that we belong to you, God, and your family. Thank you so much for making us who we are, God. Help us to have a good rest of our night. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, guys. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you in a couple weeks, okay? You guys are awesome. Enjoy the rest of your night and take care, okay? I love you all. You're very special. We'll see you.